Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. You can also visit The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. In order to help us understand spiritual truths from God's perspective, he often compares these truths to people, places, and things in this world. For example, Jesus begins many parables with, The kingdom of heaven is like. What follows is typically a short, relatable story from human experience. Or when Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches, he helps us understand our relationship with him through the use of an agricultural metaphor. Another such example occurs in the Old Testament prophets and in a few prophetic passages in the New Testament. Times of unrest and instability are described as birth pangs or birth pains. And as we will see in this study, the birth pain metaphor seems particularly apropos and relevant to the times we're living through at present. But before we get into this, please help me out. I want the gospel of Jesus Christ to reach as many people as possible. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please hit subscribe and that little bell icon to receive updates when I upload new content. I can't do this without your help, so please help me preach the good news of Jesus to as many people as possible by doing one of those simple things. All right, so what can we learn about the metaphor God uses, this metaphor birth pains? Obviously, the comparison has something to do with the actual process of childbirth. So let's think about that for a moment. Childbirth is the peak of a process initiated many months before. Though the actual moment may strike quickly, it is not, in nearly all cases, unexpected. Many steps have been taken and critical moments have been passed that lead to what is an inevitable, climactic event. I realize the childbirth experience varies from woman to woman and even from pregnancy to pregnancy. But even with that variety, there are a few general principal points that are pertinent to consider. Childbirth begins with punctuated moments of pain, followed by relief. We call them contractions. As birth approaches, the moments of pain grow closer in frequency and they intensify. Drawn out over a period of days in some cases, the contractions lead to what is, for lack of a better way of putting it, a rather violent moment as the baby emerges from the mother's womb. God employs this metaphor to describe a society experiencing painful times of upheaval that lead to a very consequential moment. This consequential moment is the results of decisions, usually sinful, rebellious decisions made in the past that compound over a period of time. The times of instability begin slowly and are few and far between, a pain here, a pain there, with periods of relief in between. But as those decisions compound, the times of unrest increase in frequency and intensify until society is rocked by a seemingly cascading series of crises. Still, the pain builds until human society resorts to violence, out of which a whole new world of sorts emerges. 
We can see this process play out time and again in history. For example, digging into the causes of our American Civil War takes us back decades, in some respects, to the very founding of our republic. The road to war was paved with consequential decisions compounding over time, leading to moments of punctuated pain. It all culminated in a horrific war that produced a whole new world for Americans. So God employs the birth pains metaphor in a variety of situations in both the Old Testament prophets as well as a few prophecies in the New Testament. So let's take a look at a few examples. The first example is from Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 31. For I heard a cry as of a woman in labor, the anguish as of one giving birth to her first child, the cry of the daughter of Zion gasping for breath, stretching out her hand, saying, Ah, woe is me, for I faint before murderers. Jeremiah lived and prophesied during the waning days of the kingdom of Judah. The southern kingdom of Judah had been more faithful than the northern kingdom of Israel. But overall, the southern kingdom had been lukewarm, vacillating between faithfulness and unfaithfulness. In the days of Jeremiah, their sin finally caught up with them. The Babylonians invaded, conquered, and took most of the nation captive. Jeremiah's prophetic ministry was consequently an embodiment of the birthing pains metaphor. He began prophesying during the days of the last good king of Judah, Josiah, a time in between contractions, so to speak. But Josiah's successors were far inferior men who ushered in Judah's demise. Injustice, deceit, idolatry, violence, and immorality dominated the culture aggrieved the Lord of hosts, and sent the nation spiraling into chaos, the pains of birth, so to speak. But out of the chaos and pain and suffering emerged something beautiful, a nation purified through chastening. Though they would never ascend to the heights of their fathers in terms of building an earthly kingdom, the post-exilic Jews played a vital role in God's plan for the world. The Jewish diaspora, the scattering of Jews all over the Mediterranean, Near East, and Middle East, situated believers in God all throughout the Gentile nations. They developed the synagogue system to ensure these far-flung outposts of Judaism remained true to the law and to their culture. They translated the Old Testament into what became the predominant language of the Roman Empire, Greek. All of these post-exilic developments, and many more besides, paved the way for a child to be born who would alter the course of human history for all time. So while the days of Jeremiah were chaotic and painful, God used them in order to accomplish His ultimate purpose, to bring His Son, the Christ, into the world. So we're thinking about the metaphor birth pains how God uses the metaphor in various prophecies to describe times of upheaval and civil unrest that culminate in a consequential violent moment that brings forth a new world for the society. We looked at Jeremiah 4.31. Now let's consider Matthew 24.8. Jesus predicts, but all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. To rightly interpret Matthew 24.8, it's important to bear in mind the setting for Jesus' words. Jesus was born a little over 600 years after the Babylonian captivity. The Jews had been back in Jerusalem with a rebuilt temple for about 550 years. 
But the generation of Jesus' day has unfortunately repeated the mistakes of their fathers. Jesus concludes the 23rd chapter of Matthew with this lamentation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. For I say to you, from now on, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus laments the hard-hearted reception he received from too many of his countrymen, especially among the powerful. Because the Jews as a nation neither received nor accepted Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God predicts there will be consequences. The 24th chapter begins with Jesus exiting the temple complex. As he does so, he makes a bold prediction. Not one stone will be left on another. Forty years later, the Jews attempted to throw off the yoke of the Roman Empire. Their rebellion led to the conquering and destruction of Jerusalem, including the temple complex. The decades between Jesus' prediction and the destruction of Jerusalem were, at times, chaotic. Periods of uneasy peace were punctuated by wars, famines, earthquakes, persecution, betrayals, and false prophets. But as Jesus said, these are all the beginning of birth pangs. The siege and destruction of Jerusalem that followed in their wake was an event described by the historian Josephus as the darkest episode in his people's history. Unlike the birth pains in the days of Jeremiah, the results produced by these tumultuous events were catastrophic for the descendants of Abraham. And those days, we are told, foreshadow the ultimate day when the pains of birth will suddenly strike the entire earth. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, Paul foresees what things will be like in those days. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. Remember, Jesus compares the days preceding his return to the days of Noah and Lot. Both men lived in an exceedingly wicked generation, but life was moving along as normal. They were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building. Luke 17, 28. In this passage, Paul echoes that idea. The end will be a time when peace and safety are preached, a respite, if you will, between the contractions. Destruction, though, the apostle says, will strike suddenly like labor pains. Though contractions trend closer and closer together, a woman in labor does not know when exactly the next contraction will come so too will be the return of Jesus. It will arrive suddenly like a thief in the night, like a groom returning for his bride, like the final contraction before birth. And like the warnings of Matthew 24, what emerges from these birth pains is the unremitting wrath of God for those who are unprepared for Jesus' return. One final thought to consider. If you're a believer in Jesus, you should not be caught off guard by his return. In America in 2021, we are living through a time of birth pains. I don't know whether or not these are the prelude to the return of Jesus. But there is one thing I do know. It is easy to get caught up in the contractions, so to speak, to set our minds on things below, to be held captive by the surrounding chaos.
If you have found yourself overwhelmed, I encourage you to take to heart the words of Jesus in Luke 21, 28. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Pull your eyes away from the TV, the tablet, and the phone. Don't allow the fears and the anxieties of those who do not know God to knock you off the path. Straighten up. Live the right way. Live like you want to live forever. Be the people God has called us to be. And as Jesus says, lift up your heads. Jesus is returning with a heavenly retinue in all majesty and glory. Look for his return. Long for his return. Set your mind on things above. Whether or not Jesus returns in this time is irrelevant. What matters is we should always be ready. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Oh,